you become known as someone who is unstoppable, who everyone loves working with. I do not suggest waiting for a job interview or professional development conversation to know what your story is. You're now the person who is rare and unique and special because you are all of those things and you're the diamond in the rough. You're the person that can do it all. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. I am so excited about the topic for today's episode. I'll introduce myself before I dive in. In case you're new, I'm Jess. This is my podcast. I used to have a career in the corporate space, in the nine to five space. I was very successful. And now I am a full time leadership and career coach for women in the nine to five space. And part of my mission on the podcast, one of the reasons that I started the podcast was I wanted to be part of the movement, or I don't know, is it a movement? I don't know, but I wanted to be part of creating more female leaders in the corporate space because there is a lack of female leadership and an even bigger lack of diverse female leadership and That is something that I wanted to help solve through this show. And today's episode is all about positioning yourself for your next big thing, which is so important, right? So important for this mission of women becoming leaders because often the leadership position you want, the promotion you want, the role you want, often it it isn't given to you, right? Sometimes we have to fight for it. Sometimes we have to advocate for ourselves. Sometimes we have to really make our case. And that can feel hard and that can feel scary and it can feel very exposing. It can trigger your imposter syndrome to have to explain why you're the right person for a role. It can bring up all kinds of stuff. And I'll talk about the mindset component more as the show goes on. But today's episode is specifically how to answer the question of, so tell me why you're the right person for this role. Why you? And there's a very specific way that I suggest that you answer that question in order to position yourself not just as the right person for the role, but as the best person for the role and as someone who stands out from other candidates. Because when you are positioning yourself for a role, Often other people are doing the same thing. And so it's so important that you help the person on the other end of that conversation understand what is unique and special about you. I believe that you're a unicorn. And I think it's really important that you help the person see that you're a unicorn. So it's not just about listing off everything you're good at. It's about being really thoughtful and strategic in how you answer that question. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that in today's episode. And even if you're not interviewing for a role, I really suggest 
that you listen to this episode as if you are, because the more that you do the mental work of thinking about what is your one sentence, what is your story of why you're the perfect person for the thing you want next, if you start doing that now, you're going to feel way more confident three, six, 12 months from now when you actually have to explain it to someone. And I go into that a little bit more in the end of this episode, you'll hear me talk about that just a little bit, but I suggest you treat this as sort of like a non-optional thing because one of the best things you can do for yourself professionally is know your story, know your strengths, know why you're different, and be able to answer at the drop of a hat, why you? Why are you special? Why are you different? Why are you going to crush it in this role? When that becomes an easy question for you to answer, when you know exactly what to say, when you don't get tongue-tied on that, I mean, that is one of the most empowering things you can do. So I am so excited to help you do that. All right, before I dive in for the main content announcement, I'm holding a workshop on August 29th to help you master the art of speaking up. This workshop is a live workshop with me. I rarely do these. And the purpose is to help you build confidence and speak powerfully and do it in a way where you can be yourself and you can be authentic and you don't have to put on a mask or change who you are or speak as someone you're not. I believe authenticity is at the core of a strong, confident, powerful voice. I am going to be teaching you how to build confidence sitting in meeting rooms so that you can feel freer and braver to share your ideas and to speak up in meetings. I'm going to teach you how to manage nerves in meetings so that you don't get so stuck in your head and like so in your thoughts of like whether you should be speaking and whether you're saying the right thing and so that you can be present in the conversation like a true leader, like a true executive. And I'm going to teach you tools and skills to communicate with your boss, with executives, with higher ups in a way that comes off very professional, very, I don't want to use the word like polished. I don't love that word, but just like very, like you know your stuff and your communication is tight, right? And when you speak in a way that is clear and powerful and effective, it really builds your professional reputation in a powerful way. Whatever your starting point is, whether you struggle with speaking up, whether it's hard for you, or maybe you don't struggle with it and you just want to get even better, you are welcome in this space. And there is something to learn here for everyone. And one of the most powerful things, and the reason I want to do a workshop and I want to do more group things, one of the most powerful things that you can do for your own growth is to not be alone and to be around other people who have similar challenges as you and who are also being brave and showing up for themselves and really putting in the work and effort to believe that they can become strong, powerful voices in the room and to take the steps to learn those skills. When you surround yourself with other people that are being brave and vulnerable and optimistic, it just changes how you see yourself and it makes you see that you can do that too and that there really is no professional goal that you can't attain. That is what I ultimately want for you. So if you want to join me and you want to learn how to become a powerful voice in the room, how to build confidence in the meeting room, you can grab your ticket on my website at justguzzitcoaching.com slash events, and I will link it in the show notes below. And with that, it's time to get into the episode. Hope you're really excited. Let's dive in together. Enjoy. 
All right, time to get into the main part of the episode, which is all about helping you position yourself for the role that you want. So this applies whether you are doing a job interview and you're talking about yourself and why you are good for the role. It applies in your cover letter, which is often the thing that will determine whether your stuff gets looked at and whether you get the interview. This also applies to professional development conversations, and I'll do more podcast episodes on this to help you understand how to have professional development conversations and how to take your progression at your company into your own hands rather than waiting to be offered a promotion, because sometimes if you wait, you will be waiting for a long time versus if you take control and you initiate and drive that process, you will get promoted faster. Regardless of whether it's a cover letter, a job interview, a discussion with your manager on why you're ready to get that promotion, it's the same thing. It's the same underlying thing. What I'm teaching you how to do is to distinguish yourself and really message to the person that you're talking to, whether it's the recruiter, whether it's the hiring manager, whether it's your boss, but really how to message to them that you are the right person not just the right person, the perfect person, and not just the perfect person, but that you are a unicorn and that they should absolutely put you in this role. The way that I'm gonna explain this concept to you is using the idea of a cheese plate. And I'm scared that I'm gonna get like overexcited while I'm talking about this because I love cheese so much. The thought of a good cheese plate brings me to tears, happy tears. I'm such a foodie. And like a good cheese plate is like, you know, in like um, action movies where like the hero has like the one kryptonite thing, like I will make poor choices for a cheese plate. But I'm using a cheese plate as the way to explain this to you because it's such a perfect analogy for how to position yourself for the perfect person for a role. Before I dive into the cheese plate, I want to explain something at a higher level so that this all makes sense in your mind and so that you can put this in context. When you are preparing for a job interview, when you are writing a cover letter, when you are having a professional development conversation and you're thinking about, okay, why am I the best person for this role? Like, what are my talking points? What am I gonna speak about? There is your really big, broad, overarching story of like, I'm good for this role because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like one sentence explaining why you're perfect for the role. That's what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about the one sentence. But that's not everything, right? From that one sentence, there's much more detail. You would double click into X, Y, and Z, right? I'm good for this role because of X, Y, and Z. You double click into X, Y, and Z, and you'd have more talking points on each of those. You'd have stories on each of those, right? And I'll do more episodes on this so that you can really understand how to flesh this out. But what I want you to understand about this episode and what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about the big overarching sentence. So it's not everything, right? 
but it's the first step and it's the most important thing. And you can't build your interview content or prep for anything without this big overarching sentence because everything that you say maps back to it and comes from it. It's the core of who you are. It's the core of your skills. It's the core of what makes you unique. It's really the epicenter of everything that you share about yourself. And so it's the most important thing to get right. Okay. So now that I've clarified that, and now that you understand that what I'm sharing here is the high level and that the detail is a separate thing, which I'm sure I'll talk about in a future episode, now we can get back to the cheese plate, which is really where we want to be. So there are two kinds of cheese plates, right? There's one kind, there's actually more than two kinds, right? Let's be real. But for purposes of this episode, there are two kinds of cheese plates. There's one kind that has blocks of cheese, like three or four blocks of cheese. Hopefully there's like a crunchy manchego. Hopefully there's like some sort of like creamy soft cheese. Hopefully there's a sharp cheddar. (laughs) But the first kind of cheese plate just has blocks of cheese and knives and maybe some crackers or bread for the cheese, right? That's the first kind of cheese plate. The second kind of cheese plate doesn't just have the cheese, it has all these wonderful goodies on it. It has like dried fruits and apricots and jams and figs and grapes. And it's like this cornucopia of cheese and all of the delicious accoutrements that make cheese taste even better, right? I mean, who would have thought that cheese could taste even better, but it can. The mistake that most people make is that when they speak about themselves for a role, The mistake that they make is they become the first cheese plate that just has the cheese on it and doesn't have all of the apricots and all of the dried fruits and all of the special things on it. Now, here's what I mean by all of this. The reason why cheese tastes so good with these dried fruits and with these other things, like the reason why those things are on the cheese plate is because cheese is savory. And when you add, you add these other things to the cheese plate that have very different flavor profiles because they complement the cheese. That's why they're there because they go so well with the cheese. And the reason they go well with the cheese is because the flavors are different. So it's the salty and the sweet or like the creamy and the acidic, like if it's a mustard or something, right? So it's a, it's an, experience in your mouth that's completely different from the cheese. So when you eat it with the cheese, it's even better. It's the same as when you add a little bit of salt into a baking recipe, it's going to taste better. Like it's just going to be more appetizing because the salt is a different taste than everything else that's in like, let's say it's chocolate chip cookies, right? And so it's that saltiness that makes the sweetness even better. And what's happening on the cheese plate, what's happening in the cookie recipe is this idea of polarity, that you have two different things that are very different from one another. You have cheese and you have dried fruit. And you have two different things that don't always go together because they are so different. But when you put them together, you make magic. And this is exactly how you want to position yourself when you are speaking about why you are the right person for the role you want, the project you want, the promotion you want, the interview you want, right? 
You want to position yourself as someone who has opposing qualities, qualities that are very different from one another, qualities that aren't frequently found together, but that when combined, create the magic of that very diverse, very sweet and salty, very exciting cheese platter. You want your pitch about yourself, your core narrative about who you are, you want it to include polarity. You want it to include traits that are opposing, that are opposite, that don't typically go together. For example, here are some examples of professional traits that are opposite, that have polarity, that don't typically go together. You can be both very creative and very, very analytical. You can have very, very good hard skills and you can have very, very good soft skills. You could be very, very good at execution and implementation, but also very good at building and maintaining relationships and managing stakeholders. It doesn't matter what the exact language is that you use. What matters is that you go into the conversation with these qualities that are different but highly complementary. Here's why. I want you to imagine two candidates who are both asking for the role, for the position, right? What most people do when they talk about themselves is they talk about themselves like the first kind of cheese platter. They just say like, oh, I'm good at this and I'm good at this and I'm good at this. So I'm a manchego and I'm a cheddar and I'm a brie and that's why you should hire me for this role. And it's like a laundry list of all the things that they're good at versus a candidate who's like, yeah, I'm a cheddar. Yeah, I'm a manchego. Yeah, I'm a brie. And I got nuts, bitch. (laughs) And I got jelly. And I got apricots. Do you see how when you show that you have these skills within you that aren't just a laundry list of skills, but that all go together in this unique, magical, effective way, how you stand out so much more? Because you become the unicorn. You're not just the person who's good at the laundry list of things that are on the job description. You're not just the cheese plate with a million cheeses on it, right? You're now the person who is rare and unique and special because you are all of those things and you're the diamond in the rough. You're the person that can do it all. You're the person that has the soft skills and the hard skills, right? You're the person that can really drive results but also creates really powerful relationships and gets that buy-in from people. What you need to do is you need to think about what polarity and what opposition exists within your skill set. And you need to think about why it is so valuable to have those things together. Why does the manchego taste so good with the dried fruit, right? Like, why is the mustard so good on the cheese plate? That is the thinking that you're doing around your skill set. And when you speak about yourself, you are explicitly calling out and explaining that what you bring to the table are a set of highly complementary skills that all work together that don't usually go together. And that is how you become the person who isn't just, again, coming there with like the cheese plate 
with all of these cheeses on it, which is great. Like we love a cheese plate, right? But when there's a lot of competition for a role and you need to stand out, you want to be the cheese plate that has all of these beautiful elements that just like tie together in this magical way. And that is the thinking that you need to do. And when you position yourself this way and when you do that thinking, you will get more interviews from your cover letter, you will get more callbacks from your interview, you will get a yes more often than you get a no because you become someone who is different and unique and not only has all the things they're looking for, but is special. And I think this is where you need to do the thinking on who you are as a leader and what are some of your superpowers and like what are the cheeses on your cheese board and then like what are the nuts and the jellies and all of the things that really complement it and help take it to the next level. And as you are interviewing for more and more senior roles, this is going to become more and more important because when you're earlier on in your career, it is often more focused on these technical skills. But as you have more management responsibilities and a larger scope, then it becomes less about like, do you know how to do the thing? And it becomes more about, do you know how to manage through complex people situations, organizational dynamics, right? It really becomes about having this more well-rounded, unique balance of skills. And it is up to you to tell the person on the other side of the table that story. And it is up to you to paint the picture of the cheese plate. And it is up to you to help that person see that these qualities don't usually go together and that you have them and to help them see why these qualities together are so valuable and to connect it back to the role and help them understand how and why you're going to be able to create lots of value in this role or leading this project or whatever the thing is that you want because of these opposing traits, because of the polarity, because you have talents and gifts that are more than just blocks of cheese on a platter, but you have unique capabilities that aren't always found in a single human. And there is so often um, in the corporate world, it can be very hard to find leaders that are very well-rounded. And if you can get familiar and understand your own story about why you're very well-rounded and why you're the best of all worlds and you bring all these different things, the more you know that story, the more you own that story, and the more you live that out in your day-to-day job, the more your career will take off because there aren't a ton of people doing that and you will stand out really quickly and you will distinguish yourself really quickly. And so it goes so far beyond the job interview and so far beyond landing the role It's then bringing all of those things out, being aware of like all of the beautiful things on your cheese plate and really allowing that to elevate the quality of your work, elevate the things that you're able to accomplish, elevate your professional reputation so that you become known as someone who is unstoppable, who everyone loves working with, right? Who somehow manages to get so much done, but in a way that feels really good for everyone around them and everyone on your team, right? That's who you're becoming. You're becoming the world's best freaking cheese plate. That is you. And so my takeaway to you 
And what I would want you to think about and consider on this is knowing what your skills are and knowing the elements that are on your cheese plate. And I suggest knowing it way before you have an interview. Like I do not suggest waiting for a job interview or professional development conversation to know what your story is and to know how you position yourself as a leader. Because the more that you identify that story, internalize that story, own that story right now, the less you're going to feel imposter syndrome when you have to explain it to someone in an interview. Because if you live it out now, you identify it now, you embody it now, then you begin to see like, holy cow, I'm good at this. Like I'm good at these things. I really do have these opposing skills. I really am able to drive results. And that's who I am. And then when you have to speak to someone about it, your brain's not like freaking out on you and saying like, you're such an imposter because you've spent months, weeks, maybe years becoming this person, getting to know these opposing skills that you have, understanding what is on your cheese plate, right? You've spent all this time bringing those things to life. So when it comes time to explain it to someone, you don't feel like you're making things up. You feel like you're telling someone what you already know about who you are. You're explaining to someone how you've been working, how you've been getting things done for the past, like I said, months or years, right? I will often work with someone and they will feel like they are making things up (laughs) to share in an interview. And it's not that you're making things up, right? It's first of all that your brain like can't always see the narrative of who you are, you can't see your own brilliance, etc, etc. But also, if you want to feel less like you're making things up in an interview, then live out the person you want to be right now. Like, Don't wait until you have an interview and then like scramble in your brain to be like, who am I? And how do I explain myself? Ask yourself that now and become that person now to save yourself that stressful, dreadful experience of being like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about myself in an interview and I feel like it's all a lie and I feel like I haven't done anything and I feel like I'm lying to them and I'm not really the best person for this role, right? Figure out your story now. Put the elements on your cheese board now and live that out. And I guarantee you that when you're in the interview room, having the conversation, sitting down with the person or in the Zoom with them, I guarantee you it's going to feel more authentic and you're going to feel more confident. So that's where I'm going to leave today's episode. I'm going to wrap it up there and I'm going to keep talking to you about this topic and about how to powerfully position yourself for what you want because so much of this show and why I created this show is to help you advance and there's pretty much no way to advance professionally without being able to sit down and have these conversations about yourself and be able to have powerful conversations about yourself and be able to advocate for yourself in a way that feels good, in a way that feels authentic, and in a way that reflects how powerful you truly are, right? And in a way that doesn't undersell yourself. Because I think so often we just undersell ourselves without even realizing it. And I want to give you the courage and the push to be like, oh, hell no. Like that is not a thing that's going to happen. We're going to help you see how brilliant you are and help you message it to the person across from you so that there is no doubt in their mind. Because what really sucks is for you not to get a role or for you to miss out on a role 
that you were qualified for. And the only reason you missed out on it was because you underestimated yourself and you undersold yourself because you had an inaccurate thought, a false thought that you weren't good enough. And you prepared your interview content and showed up in the interview from the thoughts that you aren't good enough, but you actually were. You could have crushed it in the role. You just couldn't see it. Your thoughts were distorted. And that organization missed an opportunity. It's not just a missed opportunity for you. They lost out on your talent and your perspective and your leadership. So I want to really help you step into that discomfort, step into the spotlight, step into that uncomfortable place where you're bragging about yourself and you're owning your strengths and you're like, this is the best cheese plate in the freaking world. I want to help you go to that place, even if it feels scary, even if it feels uncomfortable, so that you can speak about yourself accurately. Because even though it might feel uncomfortable to sell yourself and talk about how talented you are, even if it feels uncomfortable, doesn't mean it's not true. It more often than not is true. And so some of the work is to learn to lean into that discomfort. And I'm going to do my best to help you Find ways to do that and to help you figure out how to position yourself really, really powerfully. But this is the start of it. You need to figure out your core message of who you are and you need to figure out what your X, Y, and Z are. I'm good for this role because of X, Y, and Z. It could be two things. It could be X and Y and they could be two very different things. Or it could be more than two things, X, Y, and Z, but you want to make sure at least one of them is very, very different and not typically found with the other qualities, right? And that is going to be the basis of how you speak about yourself, even like when people ask you, what do you do or what are you good at, things like that. That's the core of everything. And then from there, once you have that, then it becomes a lot easier to prepare for the rest of like the interview or the conversation because you have the high level. So now you just need to get down into the details. And I'll probably talk about that in future episodes. But I'm going to wrap up this solo episode. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. This is something that I work with quite a bit with my private clients, especially if they're going through um, a job search process during our time together, because I, I work with people for a minimum of five months. So it is not infrequent at all that in the time that I'm working with a client, they will be either going for a promotion or searching for a job sometime during our work together. And this is something that I provide customized one-on-one help with. If that's something that you think you might need, You can add your name to the waitlist for one-on-one coaching, and as soon as I have a spot open up, I will reach out to you and we'll connect to see if it's a fit to work together. And if you want to work together now, and if you're wanting to go deeper into this, come join me at the Art of Speaking Up workshop on August 29th. This is going to be not only really, really fun, but also a space for you to get to see yourself in a more optimistic, more self-supporting light. So my goal is for you to see that even if you struggle to believe in yourself, even if you feel like quiet or timid, um, or you doubt yourself often, none of those things have to get in the way of you having a powerful voice. I personally have been through all of those things a lot in my career over and over. And I know from my own experience and I know from supporting my clients that so much more is possible for you 
if you're willing to be open-minded and bet on yourself. And I think one of the most beautiful ways to be open-minded and to bet on yourself is to say, would I join this workshop or would I put myself in this space with other women if I really believed in my own potential to grow and evolve? And if I really took my growth seriously because I knew it was inevitable that I was going to have a strong voice and develop into the leader that I want to become. I love to make my own choices based on like how I'm going to learn and show up for workshops and things like that and invest in myself. I love to make those choices from like the confident version of me. What would she do? And so if the confident version of you would take the time to really build a stronger voice, learn how to harness confidence in meetings, learn how to show up powerfully, even if you're feeling nervous. If those are things that are important for you, I would love for you to join me on August 29th and you can grab your ticket in the show notes or go to jessguzzitcoaching.com slash events. And I hope to see you there. It's going to be really fun. If you want to say hi, I will drop my contact information down below so that you can take a look and reach out to me. And I think that's pretty much it. There's always like lots of info in the show notes on how to reach out to me, how to get some of my free resources, how to join the waitlist for coaching. Everything's down there. Um, But if you ever just want to say hi, say hi. I love it when you say hi. It's one of my favorite things ever. All right, time to wrap this up. I hope you're having a beautiful week. I have an incredible interview coming next week. I've I've been doing a lot of solo episodes, and so I'm so excited to put out this interview. I think you're going to love it, so I'll catch you there, and I'll see you in a few. Bye!